Welcome to the Beautiful Souls Podcast with your host, myself, Danielle Cadwell. I'm an Olympian author, speaker, and coach, and I'm here to dive deeper into all things mindset, manifestation, mission, and yes, some meditation. In 2013, I was an unfit, concussed, and massively self-conscious synchronized swimmer when an opportunity arrived that was well beyond my wildest dreams to begin training for the next Olympic Games. I was terrified. However, I decided to take the biggest leap of my life. I went all in, moving from Canada to Australia and dedicating my life to my sport. On this journey, I made a vow to myself. If I could do it, if I could really make my wildest dreams come true, I would spend the rest of my life sharing what I had learned to help others do the same. So beautiful souls, this podcast is where I fulfill my promise. We'll talk about everything from the energetics of manifestation and the power of self-worth to mindset cultivation and how to step up and into your soul mission. You can think of this time together as kind of like a soul spa, where together we will wash away your fears, massage you with some truth and some love, and spruce you up on the insides with some spirituality. So, are you ready to be rejuvenated from the inside out? Let's dive in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Beautiful Souls Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here today because not only do I have someone who's incredibly inspiring, gorgeous, and empowering, but also I actually know her and we met in person because this beautiful lady was at my retreat in May. Um, I want to introduce the beautiful Shelly Parrott. Thank you for being here. Is it? Did I say your Thank last you. name right? I just realized. Yes, you did. Yes. Okay, good. Okay, good. Perfect. So the reason that I reached out to Shelly a few weeks ago, um, because Shelly came to our retreat and so I know much so much about her but one of the things that we didn't get to really get into too much of the retreat is the incredibly inspiring like stance that she's taken on body love women's empowerment um, self-love especially as I've watched her over the past you know six months or so go into her fourth pregnancy and her fourth um, baby that she's going to be bringing into this world so I would love to know Shelly I know that we were talking briefly before that you I think people probably judge you and say oh Shelly's always been this person and she just like had a perfect body and never had any struggles and I know that that's not the case but can you tell me where it kind of started of this body love journey because you weren't always this woman that loved herself and spoke to herself with kindness and so what was it like for you growing up in your relationship with your body yeah, I love that question. So for me, like so many other women, it was very, for me and my body, um, you know, I grew up in a very health conscious home. So my mum was very like holistic in her approach to health. Um, and so I guess that was an advantage. Like I did grow up in a healthy home. But then when it came to like body image, um, it was not healthy at all. So there was... Um, I guess it was just a lot of like picking the body apart to be this perfect thing that you need to achieve this perfect body with no cellulite. You need to, you know, not put on any weight. You need to, you know, work out. You only work out to lose weight mm. um, and you only eat healthy to lose weight. Um, and so that's the kind of the mindset that that an environment, I guess, I grew up in. And you don't know better. Like I always grew up thinking that it was good. 
And then um, I guess like what what it was that really like put me onto this journey was, so just a, a quick little trigger warning, but it's very important to my journey. Um, I lost two brothers to suicide and um, that kind of set me into becoming really aware of my emotions and how I was feeling and it's something that I um, I guess I started with. So I started with just being really in tune with my emotions, which is so hard to do. Um, I remember that journey when I first started that. Um, but I, I ended up cultivating this, this, um, this, I guess I opened the door to awareness of how I was feeling, like day-to-day basis. And um, I, I jumped on board this, this challenge and I was like I'm going to change this this the way that I approach this and the way that, that I feel about this challenge because I I've always done this I have a basis I have a foundation of how you know how to eat healthy and how to live right um, but there's just this feeling that I don't like that I have about myself and that's just how it started it was just this curiosity for okay, well, when I eat good, when I when I work out, there's still this inner feeling of just not feeling good enough mm. and I don't like that. And so I um, became just really aware and on that same, in that same time I was, I was really practising being in tune with my feelings and my emotions um, and just finding myself with that. And so that then led me on to, um, yeah, just figure out, uh, just seeing that, wow, I can eat healthy. I can um, work out every single day and I can still not feel really good. Mm. And um, what I came across was I came across um, self-love and I was like, I'm going to put myself on a self-love journey. I had no idea what that meant at the mm. time. I was seeing it, you know, other women speak about it and talk about it. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put myself on a self-love journey and um, I thought that it, at the time I thought it was just going straight into loving myself, loving yeah. who I am, loving my body. And I actually found myself really um, kind of, I wouldn't say depressed is not the right word, but like I, was, I found myself really like um, low because it was, I think maybe in hindsight now that I think about it, it was um, a pressure and an expectation that I just had to love who I was and I had mm. to love my body and it was just like I, I wasn't there yet. I wasn't where I was. Yeah, where I was was in such an, I guess, um, unloving relationship. You can't just go from that to just straight loving and embracing and, and accepting. And so I was like I had this epiphany and I was like, well, when I first met my husband or when I first meet friends, I don't love them straight away. I find things that I appreciate about them. I find things that, you know, um, they do for me that make me um, either a better person or uplift me or I just like being around them or I just appreciate, you know, certain char- characteristics that they have and attributes that they have. And I was like, that's where I need to start. I think that's where I need to start with my body. I need to start just appreciating it um, and accepting um, all the things that it does for me. And I remember when I, the first time that I did it, I um, I remember just, so I was, 
I was really grateful because I studied um, a Bachelor of Science a couple of years prior to this. And I learned and I, um, I learned all about the human body systems and biology and chemistry and all of these things. And um, it was in this moment that I was like, I am so grateful that I learned so much about the human body. I, I gained my own appreciation for the human body systems. So it was in that moment that it was just really quite easy for me to think about all the things that my body does for me yeah. every single day without, you know, me even having to think of anything. Um, and it's just an automatic thing. And I just thought that that is where the love for me is, is with what my body does for me every single day without me even having to think or bat an eyelid. Um, it just does it. Um, and when I when I saw this perspective, it really did shift so much in me and in, in my soul and just my perspective. And um, yeah, it was just a really beautiful moment that I had in this in the beginning of, of that journey to, to self-love and accepting and body love and accepting my body was realizing, okay, I'm here to cultivate a, a deep relationship with with my body because I've never done this before yeah so that's where it that's where it started for me that's so I love the way that you explain that as well because I've never thought of it in that sense because it's so right like usually you get to know someone before you like love them right just with that's any right. friend or any relationship and some people you fall in love with faster um or you that's feel right. any connection with but that's one of the things like on my own body love journey i always was like it's it's hard to go from hate to love you know what i mean yeah. because if you're just like okay i'm gonna love my body today like it doesn't you can't just like shit it out you know what i mean like you have that's to it. you have to find something neutral ground and then a big okay. shift for me i think i heard someone speak about this was like body neutrality and that was like yeah. a, a just like what if you, it's just that it doesn't you don't have any negative feelings that are incited what if it's like this is this is my body and this is what i love and this is what i can accept and then i will come to love and like that for me was such a weight off of my shoulders because it was yes. like, I don't need to force myself to love something that I previously have hated. So love just seems so yes. freaking far away. But what if That's I can just right. be like, okay, this is, this is me. And that is enough for now. And um, it's also like a relationship that we get to build over our life, right? Just like we get to build our relationship with our partners or our girlfriends or our children or people in our life you also get to build that relationship with it, with their body and but I love that it's like that that the way you explain that just like opens something in my mind so I I really appreciate that explanation so what led you down like when did it start and you know you started to have that shift for you um where you said you did that challenge and you're like okay I'm gonna love my body when did you start to notice it was really like working and like you really uh, tried to see the difference. Right. This is where it really started. Um, it, it just, yeah, it came in. It just made so much sense. It was when I was no longer forcing myself into the mindset of I need to eat this food to lose weight. I need to eat this food to be a certain look or a certain size. I need to work out to lose fat I need to work out it was no longer that it was I love and appreciate what my digestive system is doing for me this morning 
I'm going to fuel my body now with all the things that I know help my digestive system and help my body to process things. And it even was like, I would get so like, um, <laughs> I'll get so passionate about it from just saying thank you. You know, it started just appreciating and acknowledging, wow, my, my digestive system is literally like squirting out enzymes, like all these particular enzymes right now um, to break down certain fats, certain proteins, and it knows exactly where to put all these things in my body. Like there's just so many things. And so I'm going to help my body out and I'm going to make sure that the things that I'm eating, it's, it, it makes my, uh, it makes it easier for my digestive system to do its job. And that, that to me is love. That's something that I would do to my husband. If my husband, you know, I really appreciated um, something that he did, I would try and make his job even easier just because I love him and I appreciate what he does. And so that's when I started to really notice this is powerful. The, the the shift and the new perspective that I'm practicing, I didn't actually realize that it would on flow into, um, into this just natural state of wanting to fuel my body and wanting to look after my body, working out, um, exercising, moving it because I was, thinking consciously and educating myself as well about all the different processes that my body does for me Mm. so that was that was a huge one that was like wow okay this is this is just so so awesome did you start to notice that your body when you were having that level of appreciation was like reacting better because of your thoughts Uh uh-huh uh-huh yeah my like swelling was just reduced like crazy my sleeping at night was so good um I was waking up with just so much energy just all the things that I was trying to do before but and then now it was happening just so organically now now it was just happening and it was happening beautifully and it was just like yeah it was it's hard to explain but it was just happening so organically. Whereas before the mindset was just so, um, it was just so rigid and it was never good enough as well. That mm-hmm. even if I did reduce my swelling, I'd find something else that wasn't good enough. And then that would probably affect something else and so on and so forth. So it was one of the, yeah, it was just a very organic thing that I just started noticing and then appreciating and then it on flowed onto something else and um yeah so that's really cool because I think that I like I speak about that and and like I believe that I don't know if I've maybe I'd have to have a good thing about it like if I've seen like such a tangible like difference you know because I really believe that like what you speak is what you manifest what you create and I've seen that in my life in external circumstances um and, and so like, it just makes me like curious and like, where can I even improve my own self-talk to my body to Im- improve the, the functions that is going on? You know, I think of like, it's, I think we can, as humans and as women, we can unconsciously be so cruel to ourselves. And like, I even, you know, like am such a, you know, 
champion of body love that I even think about the times where you're like, oh, like, why do I have a headache? Or like, why do I, why am I bloated on my period? Or like, why am I not like having, falling asleep straight away? Or why do I like feel this way today? And we're actually like just picking ourselves apart when, you know, or, or even like with sickness. And I've tried to do this, like if I get a cold or anything, instead of being like, oh, I'm so annoyed that I'm sick. It's like, thank you body for like healing yourself. You are getting sick because you are healing yourself, not because something is wrong, but because you are doing your job, which is to have me in like my most vital state. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it, it's, it's such a, one of those things that it's just like, um, you're gonna give you're gonna have opportunities like every single day even though that I have gotten myself to this place like I still have my thoughts but they're just opportunities for you to keep continue practicing them um, and continue practicing that you know everything that your body is doing it's doing it for you out of pure love um, but yeah I know that it's still so hard but um it definitely is just one of those things that, um, yeah, I, I like to look at it as that every single day I get a, I get to practice something new with mm. my body. Or, and I've gotten so many of those things with my pregnancy as well. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's been, it's been, um, I've just been so grateful for the journey that I previously came on because of the journey that I am on now with my fourth pregnancy I've never experienced being so in love with my body and what it's doing for me and for our family um I've always looked at pregnancy as just such a burden and such a oh like woe is me poor me time and now I get to experience it just so differently um because of that journey of body love um and yeah it's now I just get to really really enjoy it mm. um but that's not to say that I still have my, you know my days with thoughts and things like that but it's just opportunities for me to deepen that relationship and connection with my body I, how where did all your body love journey like go in the timeline with you having your kids because you have two little girls you have a, a boy and two little girls and I was there any part of you that was like you know, I, I often think about like my future girls that I will have someday and like how I really mm-hmm. want to like completely change the conditioning and language around body love. Did that inspire you at all in your journey? It did. It did. Because I would often think about being a young girl and uh, remembering, you know, um, I wouldn't say my mom was terrible at it, but I definitely remember sometimes where it was like, um, oh, I look so fat in this or I I can't stand the way that my cellulite is looking in this bikini or, um, you know, I have an older sister and so it was very much the same. Um, and so it, there definitely, it definitely was. When I had my girls, it was, there was a realisation that I was like, I do not want my little girls stepping in front of the mirror and saying things that they hate about their body. And so that's where it starts with me. It starts with me. Um, So that was a huge, yeah, that was a really big moment that I had that was motivating for me as well. Mm. Is there anything that you do with them? Like, do you do any like affirmations in the mirror or do they, they probably just see you embody it anyways, I can imagine. I think so. It did start off with that though. It started off with that because I was like, I'm so scared 
that they are going to go into the mirror and start not liking their bodies. But then on my journey, I realized that me just being the example is probably the best thing. Mm. Me just embodying that and them just following. So now they're really, yeah, they, they it it's it's actually so refreshing and still such a pinch me moment as well for me just because I think and I think so many of us can relate to this just from the the way that so many of us were raised seeing my girls speak kindly about themselves and their bodies it's still a pinch me moment like it's still like oh my goodness this is so flipping beautiful like sometimes it's brought tears to my eyes them talk about their bodies or their hair I have like what do they say they have beautiful hair and stuff yeah they'll say I have beautiful hair I love my teeth they're so beautiful (laughs) it's just little things like that that they'll say um just randomly um and when you know they're just getting changed it's um yeah it's just so refreshing to hear little girls speak like that because mm. I definitely know that that's not what my narrative was when I was little. Mm. Yeah. I, I see that with them. Um, I have many nieces and nephews, but two of them, like one just turned 12 and the other one's 14. And they are so confident. Like I was not a confident 12, 11, 12, 13, 14 year old, but they are so <laughs> confident in themselves. They will just like rock it and like, where, you know, like, and I, it's like healing for me. Mm. Um, I think that the, there's probably like a little girl inside of me who's like, I wish that I was that confident. Yeah. Know, but I've had my own journey, but it's so freaking cool to see their level of confidence because like, I don't want them to to have to have those struggles that, you know, I had around my body image or my, my self-love or my own confidence. And they'll have their own things that they have to overcome in life, but it is so freeing to see. And I, it like gives me so much, um, you know, I think about my sister and my sister-in-law, like, you know, the work that they have done on themselves to be able to like create these little humans and all of the work that every single one of us, that is, you know, if you are somebody that wants to like have humans someday like this work is bigger than you and I think my biggest motivation for my own body love journey is like it stops with me like I will stop this conversation because I grew up with my mom making comments about you know everything and even and it breaks my heart like she's my mom is 74 years old and she'll still make comments about how she doesn't like what she sees and it's like it's heartbreaking you know I remember this she looked back on this picture of it was like of her 25th wedding anniversary and the first thing she said this is beautiful picture I think like you know my mom looked happy and gorgeous and she's my dad and she goes oh I look so fat there and I'm like I just that like those comments I'm like I don't want to get to 75 years old and the first thought for me to look back on is I don't like what I see or don't like my body like I want to think about the memories I want to think about the experiences because there's so much more to life and our body gets us through that but it's unfortunate how yeah fucked up some some of women's body image you know issues you know have been um I'd love to know what is it that you're is there anything that you're like doing in this pregnancy versus the other ones that is 
has led you to be in this like vital state because I was saying to Shelly like she has been I've been like loving following her pregnancy journey also she got pregnant right after our retreat so I've been loving following your pregnancy journey because I'm like oh my gosh goals like I love to find expanders of how I want to you know who I want to be whether it be in business health wealth life you know in pregnancy and I'm like you are such an expander for me right now around that is there anything different that you're doing or is it just a continuation of your work it's just a continuation of my work. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I found it so exciting to, um, I guess, apply the things that I had learned, you know, not being pregnant. And I was like, I can either be really scared that I can fail at this, or I could be really just embrace the the journey because there was there was a part of me that was scared because I'd never. Um, I had never been in this position to, um, I guess, practice or to live by all the things that I had been living by for the past two and a half years on my on my um, body love journey. Um, coming into pregnancy has always been such a negative, like I said, it's always been such a negative um, season in my life. Mm. So there was a period that I was really scared. I was really nervous. And I was like, I don't know if I can do that because that's not the narrative I've ever had before. Like there's a, there's a there was a really strong belief there. Um, and thanks to your tree, I feel like it just all happened so perfectly, so wonderfully for me um, because everything that I learned on the retreat, I was able to apply it and, and realise, wow, I've actually got such a strong belief in my pregnancies that I become this victim to it like I just eat whatever I want I don't care about my health I don't care about how I feel like I just become a complete victim and it becomes a really hard journey for me um and I was and I saw that and I saw wow okay that's the belief that I have but that is not what I want to believe in and so all the things that I had written down and learned in the in the retreat I was able to like put myself to practice Mm-hmm. Um, and then also apply my own knowledge that I had learned about body love into that as well. And mm-hmm. so it's, um, yeah, it's so cool. definitely been a lot of work, but it's yeah. just so worth it. Yeah, it's just so worth it. How's this one different, this pregnancy different than your last three? Because you got a lot of evidence probably on the other side. So like, you know, and and also I think that that unfortunately, like the narrative around pregnancy is very much like, oh, it's hard, you know, and, and yeah. not to like discredit, yeah. you know, there's yeah, yeah, so many women yeah. that it is really challenging, mm-hmm. but there, mm-hmm. I feel like, um, you know, I feel like there, I, I, in everything that I know, I have to believe that there's things that you can do internally to shift what that is. And I think that you're proof of that, mm-hmm. having like three that are one area and, and one that's totally different, right? Actually, I've got a really good thing that I want to share. Um, so one thing is when I'm pregnant uh, in the first, which is so normal for a lot of women, um, the first trimester, you're really nauseous and really sick. And um, bec- I, I truly think that because I put this out there into the universe that I wanted to change this belief about myself and 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 experience my pregnancy differently, I actually came across this doctor who said um, that anyone who experiences uh, nausea or morning sickness 
it's just a lack in magnesium. Oh. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. Oh. I'm just going to go and try it. Yeah. So I got myself some magnesium. There was a specific magnesium that she said that I didn't even realize there's so many different magnesiums out there. But there's a specific magnesium. And I kid you not, by day two, my morning sickness was gone. And this was week eight of my pregnancy. Yeah. So usually there's, you know, another another eight or so weeks that you're experiencing the nausea and the morning sickness. But by the second day that I was taking the, the magnesium, it was completely gone. And that's exactly what the doctor had said. She said, as soon as you start taking it, you should notice a difference the next day or the day after. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, I'm a little bit annoyed that I didn't know about this in my other pregnancies that have been so so awesome to know that I could um, just take magnesium and not be on morning sickness um but I think like just going off what you what we were saying about even though there's always something I just always believe like you there's always something that we can do if we try and look for it and mm-hmm. I think always even if I try and look for it and I don't find it at least I tried to look for it um and I think that definitely has helped as well through this pregnancy of just changing the way that I view everything. So if I don't like how I feel, I'm going to, you know, find something that's going to help me to empower me or to just make things like just feel that little bit better. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And like to, yeah, it's so cool for you to, to see that difference, right? Because it's like, like your pregnancies are basically like a case study, right? Like a case study for your, you know, obviously like every, every one is going to be different. And there's different circumstances in the world and life, but it's like, I think about this. So this is what I keep saying, because we're getting married in December. And like, I think the thing that I'm finding so hard about it is I've never gotten married before, obviously. Um, well, not obviously some people have, but I've never planned a wedding before. Right. And so I have nothing to compare it to. And I'm the type of person that I like to do things multiple times because every time I can get better at it, but like, you, you don't you can't get better at it. you got like one shot right which is fine yeah. but like I think about you and your pregnancy is it's like each time you've gotten better at it basically right yeah. and, a, and a, you figured out a way for you to thrive even more so for you to be in, in the vibe say also now you know you're you're pregnant with your fourth baby and you're taking care of three other humans and so you need to have more capacity um than probably you had with your very first one right so it's just it's right. cool to see that this is like your literal case study of like like where Shelly's <laughs> mindset at is along her life journey, right? That's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, one of the things that, and, and I know think some things are shifting in your world, um, and you, if, you, you, if you can, you can speak to that. But one of the things that you started on this whole journey was Focus Fit. Um, yeah. And I did your Focus Fit program, and it was so fun and so cool. And I love the, I love the ethos behind it as well of like, um so it's uh, maybe you can you'll, you'll explain it better than me and like why did you start focus fit and what has you know I know there's some shifts coming but you can you can speak to that yeah so I guess what what started so focus fit um was all about um where your focus goes your energy flows and when I did like what I spoke about earlier when I did that challenge I 
obviously, so I took myself through whatever, um, through that journey of body love. And I obviously learned so much about, um, I guess, I learned so much about where the industry, the fitness industry is lacking. And I learned that the focus is so much on like calories and on macros whilst this is a tool and I'm not against them, but there's just so much focus on it. On I just believe the wrong things. And what can come from that is just this cycle that repeats itself, which is exactly what I was on, of jumping on these bandwagons of like, um, you know, challenges, depleting your body of nutrients, and then just this really um, unhealthy mindset, I'm going to say. Um, that's exactly the cycle that I was on. And I saw that that's, that's just how the fitness industry, that's where the focus is because of the, the, the focus on macros, calories, um, and on, you know, losing body fat and looking a, a certain way. Um, and I decided that, you know, they have their place, but it's not everything. It's not the be all end all. And so I, I kind of got to this point where I was like, I had so many women and because I guess I just naturally organically shared it and took people on my journey just really organically. It was a little bit of um, like personal accountability as well as just as I learned more and more things about what I was taking myself, the journey I was taking myself on, I, I got really passionate about it. So I would share it and I'd talk about it. And um, so I started to get a lot of women ask me to put together something, to put together a program or um, if I could do apps and meal plans, you know, I just had a lot of women asking for different things. And I thought, you know what, like there's so many things I'm passionate about this that I'm just going to, I'm going to start my own and I'm going to start my own little community. And I really want to help women to cultivate what I've been able to cultivate, which is this deep sense of of love for our bodies because what on flows from that from my very own experience is that you naturally want to eat healthier you mm. naturally become very in tune with what your body needs and what your body doesn't need or doesn't want um and I think that that's also what um you know gets people so stuck as well as they get so scared because they're like oh should I eat this oh, maybe I shouldn't eat that. Oh, you know, shall I count how many calories is it? Like that is just so like uh, anxiety inducing mm. for, I believe, like it, for myself, if I was to ever, um, I never stuck to anything like that. So, but I could just imagine that that would bring on so much anxiety for me if I was to sit down and calculate something that I was eating. It's just so, so much pressure. And um I thought I want to get really away from that because nobody knows your body better than you do. Like a calculator mm. does not know your body. Again, they have their place. They're a tool. But um, you know your body best. And so I really want to help women to be in tune with themselves so that they can then get to a place where they say, that did not sit right with me. I'm not going to eat that again because mm. it just the tummy didn't like that. You know, and that's 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 where that's where I took myself as well was 
I realized that, I, I mean, you know, I didn't have to go and get any blood tests or anything like this. I just learned what my body thrives on and what it doesn't thrive on. And that's such an empowering tool to have. And I thought I would just love to share that with other women, to be able to have what I have and empower them to use their bodies in this way. And you don't ever have to, you know, spend another dime on on a coach or on, um, you know, a fancy latest machine or surgery or anything like this. You can literally just take all of that power within you and um, create this lifestyle change where you continuously are working with your body. Mm. Yeah. It's Sorry. funny that I, I'm going through a program um, with uh, some of my clients right now called Reclamation and and we're in the part of it, which is like around feminine empowerment and body love. And and one of the things um, that I've noticed with women, and, and this is like, I feel like you do need to do a base level of your own healing work before you can get to this place of body love and and listening to your intuition. Because if you have your dominant network of trauma that is like leading you, right, then you will always probably escape or not be able to trust your body. And so I find that once women have done this base level of healing, they can actually get to a place of listening to their intuition, knowing what their body needs, knowing what their body needs to eat and like stopping when they're full and all of this. And and that was my natural journey because it's interesting. I like struggled when I was younger with binge eating and I I have had clients that have struggled with that in, in the past as well. And I think about it and it's like, I never did anything to stop binge eating. I just I just healed my heart and then that stopped because the binge eating, it was never about the food for me. It was actually just an escape mechanism or like the, you know, excessive overeating. It was never about, it was not the food's fault. It was my own inability to sit with myself and my own inability to be present that led me to wanting to eat, you know, beyond my capacity. And so like, I think it's so cool to see how those things work and, and, and that intuitive eating is is like it is really powerful when we have done that level of of work and we can trust ourselves but some some you know and if, if anyone's listening to this and you don't trust yourself and you know maybe that's a sign that you need to dig a little, little bit of deep, deeper and do the healing work and whatever that means for you because even on your journey right like you had you were already in touch with your emotions you were already on your healing journey which led you to this space of like safety within your body right yeah I love that point I love that you made that point because it is it truly is so true there there is a foundation to doing that work Mm. and you've got yeah you said it perfectly that's exactly what and because I was thinking about this into a little bit of detail of thinking um reflecting on that journey and reflecting and seeing wow that that um that moment that I realized that I really need to work on my emotions and being in tune with my emotions, that's really the catalyst that helped me mm. to flourish my body love. It was, mm. yeah, it was definitely that, that, um, that learning process of what am I feeling in this moment and all the processes that you, you know, take yourself through with that. Mm. Um, sitting with your feelings, acknowledging your feelings, speaking with them and letting Mm. them, uh, knowing where that feeling is and what it means. And Mm. um, yeah, it definitely is 
100% important on on doing any of this kind of work. Mm. And, and, and a big part for me that was powerful is like doing that healing work so I could get to being present and because being present allowed me to actually listen to my intuition more when I was present and listened into my intuition and I had done the healing work I actually could trust what I wanted to eat mm-hmm. um and right. hello <laughs> mm-hmm. um and there was this really this story that really stuck with me um was from a um when I went first went to Bali to move and I moved there with Luca, we did, I went to this colon therapist. And so literally like you get a thing up your butt and it just yeah. like sucks out all of your intestines. Um, and it was great. But the, the, the thing that was like, I think the coolest about it was this, the, I would sit there and have this conversation with this thing up my butt with this colon therapist man. Yeah. Um, and yeah. he was fascinating and I loved his you know, perspective on life. And he was like this six foot five, huge, like Scottish man with, who was actually like so into with himself and had done so much meditation and like you know just breaking all the stereotypes and one of the things that he said to me is he had a client that had come to him and said you know he like wanted to get healthy but he's like I don't want to stop eating any of the foods that I love like I don't want to stop eating fast food like I love fast food I'm never gonna stop eating fast food and Mm -hmm. the colon therapist guy said to him he's like no problem he's like the only thing that I ask that you do is when you eat eat whatever you want and go and get whatever fast food that you want. But all you have to do is when you eat it, be present, put all your technology away, eat slowly, like taste the food. And then a week later, this guy comes back and he opens the door and he like slams the door and he sits down. He's like, what did you do to me? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, what did you, you ruined it. Like I can't eat it anymore. Cause I, when I was present, I realized that I don't even like it and it's disgusting. <laughs> And I like have always remembered that story because it's actually such a powerful like um, metaphor for, you know, if I think if we're actually present and in tune with ourselves, we actually know what we want and don't want. And not to like say that foods are bad and foods are good, but there's going to be foods that sit well with our body and foods that don't. Right. And that guy was present with the food that wasn't meant, you know, the best for him. And he realized he he didn't even actually like it in the end. Yeah, that is so true. I love that. I love that. And that's just like anything. When you're away with the fairies and you, your mind is somewhere else, you're not actually caring about what you're doing in the moment. Like mm. you're just like doing it. So I love that. That is so true, being present. And there is something that I I, I share on, um, I had shared, and it was mindful eating. So thinking about it, um just like what we you, you've just mentioned, but really thinking about the food and what it's doing and just being really present in the moment, it makes such a difference. And um, even chewing your food, mm. becoming really aware and chewing your food, um, it actually makes you realise how full you get too because mm. uh, that is another thing that we can experience is like when you're not, I guess, you're not present with your food, you can just like scoff things down and you're like, oh, where did the food go? Like, I'm still hungry. Like, that is a real thing. Like, it can it can actually happen. But when you're so present and you're chewing and you're taking your time, you can actually see, wow, I'm actually really full. I can't even finish this. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like just little things like that um, that can really help you when, you, when you're present. Mm, it makes eating. such a difference. Yeah. yeah. Can you give it. a little sneak peek? And I know your, your focus fit, you know, challenge is shifting. What has inspired the change for you and like what's coming? 
So I, so it's really exciting actually. So I was just feeling this. So after I got back from the retreat, I was just feeling this um, pull and this pull to shift with um, focus fit and just to, I guess, be able to use what I had um, created in just a, a, a way that was going to, oh, sorry, darling. All right, I'm just opening up if I can have kids. That's okay. Is that Nora? <laughs> That's Amelia. Amelia, sorry. Yeah, she's the youngest um, Yeah, I just wanted to, um, I found myself feeling a little bit um, wanting to just expand um, and wanting to expand the message that I have. Um, and I just found that this, I just felt that this was the right way. Um, and so what I've done is I I have a friend who has a um, a different journey and her journey was, is about like um, bodybuilding, that mm-hmm. side of it. And she actually did the bodybuilding last year and she went on a journey herself and um, found so many different things about herself uh, with that, with doing the bodybuilding and how unhealthy that is. And so many women look up to that, the bodybuilding. It's um, like that um, athletic, yeah. It's called, yeah. it's, but there's another name for it too. It's a bodybuilding, but it's like the shows where they get all super cut, right? And then they show their muscles. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there is a different name for it. I can only think of bodybuilding right now. Um, so she did that and she, yeah, she found that there's just so many unhealthy things and so many women actually look up to it. Mm. But um, I guess, yeah, so what she, but she did also find so many valuable things in that journey as well. Mm. Um, and so it's kind of like a peel back layer of, of for her, what she found was really, you know, what, what she found was really helpful for her. So she's a mum of two um, and then obviously wanting to let go of all of the things that aren't so healthy about that that industry. Um, and so I felt that it was really right to be able to um, come together and collaborate together. So we are shifting into um, it's going to be very much the, the same because I'm so passionate about body body love um, and doing the things the way that I've learned how to do them. Um, and, however, it's just, I guess, speaking to more of the women that we want to we want to help and connect with. So mine's very much mums and, you know, um, loving our bodies through pregnancy and after pregnancy and um, giving them that structure and that way, that guide to helping them on that journey and then, Hers is very much that aspiring to um, look a certain way, um, but it doesn't need to be that way. Um, She's Mm. very educated on the macros, calories and things like that. And so, like I said, it's kind of like there's that pool there for women to have. And then there's also that side of what I am passionate about and bringing those things together. I think um, that's what what it's about. Mm, That's exciting. I'm I'm excited to see what comes of that. I have just a question to, to 
yeah, based on your opinion, what is your thoughts around this whole dialogue for women around like having to like bounce back after like pregnancy and having a baby and like what what going into this fourth little human that you're bringing into the world are you gonna do in the way that's you know with your own philosophy? Right. Okay. So I think actually um, my last baby Amelia. I it was this thought that I had because it's just so much thing around bouncing back getting into mm. pre-baby baby so fast and um, with Amelia I, I I remember just having this really strong thought just screw that like I'm not going to bounce back I'm going to put a pressure or put a time frame on myself I literally just pushed the baby out like that <laughs> is amazing and it yeah. was my first baby and um and I I remember having that thought and thinking, um, just thinking about how much pressure there is. And I was like, yeah, screw that. Like it was just a really um, strong mindset that I guess I had um, after push uh, after having her. And yeah, with this baby, that's just, I, I think that it's just, I really think it's just, it, I don't know how else to say, but I just think it's so silly to just have this this expectation. Like, whose expectation is that? You know, mm-hmm. like I think the focus should really just be on what you've just gone through in the mm-hmm. last nine months, like what your body has just gone through in the last nine months. And I think it's so wonderful as well. We do live in such um, a time where there are so many more people talking about and, and doctors talking and, and um, you know, educating women on how how long it actually takes your body to go back to, like, a normal state after having a baby. Mm. And I, read, I was listening to a doctor the other day who had said that, you know, just the size of your uterus takes a whole year for it to go back to its normal size. Wow. And like, I'm just like so many of us, even myself in past pregnancies, have wanted my body to go back to what it looked like, you know, six weeks after pushing a baby out. Like, and it's just so ridiculous. It's it's um it's just so unrealistic. It's, mm. And it's just a pressure that, you know, society has put on us and it's um I think it's just such a time to be like, well, what you know, what's important to me? And I think definitely um I've I've allowed I, I've this time around I've been really intentional about who I follow as well mm. on, on social media. Um I want to follow people who can empower me and educate me around those things. Um and yeah, I found that that's been really helpful as well because there's, mm-hmm. there's no press. I have not put any kind of pressure on myself to get to a certain place after this baby. It's just all about doing what, continuing doing what I do. So just mm-hmm. however that pans out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it feels so nice because there's no, yeah, there's no pressure. Mm-hmm. There's no expectation. It's just. I get to enjoy whatever journey it is that's ahead. And I think like, I can see that you really trust yourself as well. Right. And I think that that's such a big part of it. Like, I feel like you have created so much self-trust with your body that you trust that it's going to do what it needs to do. And that's right. You, you, you won't be the same, right. Cause you have had creative for 
freaking humans and that's absolutely insane but whatever is meant to happen will happen and I think like the basis of self-love is like the most important thing which is so cool to see that you know you have cultivated in yourself that's right so and I I think if you act one time yeah I thought about it I thought if I actually think about it the body after having a baby is actually the strongest body ever the fact that it can expand and do all these things um and then come back to a state of of normality like that in in itself is just mm. miraculous like so miraculous mm. um and there's so many of my clients that you know will come and say I would love to you know um get back to that stage and I was so you know lean and strong in that stage and I'm like no you actually your body is actually way stronger now like mm. if you really about it you know you your body just grew a freaking human and pushed it out and now it's like your only job is to get back to a a a normal state like it's it's miraculous your body Mm. is so strong yeah Mm. that's it's so cool my girlfriend just had a baby um a couple months ago and she one of the things she told me which blew my mind I didn't know this yeah as well (laughs) as part of this is like a baby doesn't realize that it's not part of like it's it's its own human until like six to nine months like it thinks that it is it is part of the mother until there is six to nine months out of the womb so like it doesn't realize it is its own human and so like thinking about that it's like not only you know we put all this pressure on ourselves as women but then you have this like being that like literally thinks that it's part of you that isn't <laughs> that is also miraculous and is growing and and i think you know That's focusing cool. on the miracle of it all is so much more important than the silly standards that we put on ourselves right that's exactly right that's exactly right yeah yeah I have loved this conversation with you today Shelly um is there any well actually is there is there anything that you suggest for women to start on this journey for themselves what do you say I think anything that you would you'd anything starting out I always love to just be curious Mm. um just be curious that was me definitely me with self-love I was you know I I said it started to put myself on this self-love journey but I I, ultimately I was just curious about it um because I was obviously to some degree um I guess in tune with the feeling that I didn't like that I was having so um yeah, I would definitely just say be curious about that journey um, because I am so glad that I was curious um, because it's completely changed, like transformed me and mm. given, yeah, given me just so much inner power to live a life that's just so much more abundant than what I was living. Yeah. Mm. Love so that's it. That's what I would say. Where can people find you and reach out to you if they are wanting to join your upcoming offerings and things? Um, Instagram is the best place, yes? Yes, Instagram is the place. Okay. Um, so I'm Shelly Shelley Parrott on Instagram. That's my personal account. And then um, we're rebranding my FocusFit account, but it's, it's FocusFit at the moment. Okay. Um, at FocusFit with double S and double T. Um so yeah, stay tuned. We are launching in November. So that's yeah. very close and around the corner. So it's exciting. 
That's exciting. And if you guys have loved this episode, please reach out to Shelly or myself. Let us know so we can keep bringing this to you. But I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you, Shelly. And I hope everyone has a beautiful day. Welcome to the other side, beautiful souls. I so deeply appreciate you spending this time with me. My intention with this podcast is to uplift, love on, and inspire you and align my actions with this intention. But as with everything in the world of personal and spiritual development, take what feels good for you and leave the rest. As a white, able-bodied, cisgender woman, the perspectives I share here are inherently affected by my privileges. I'm actively invested in learning how to elevate and support lived experiences beyond my own, and I'm always open to and grateful for your feedback. I am listening. No matter who you are, where you're from, or where you're going, I see you, I love you, and you matter. So thank you for listening, beautiful souls, and I'll see you next time.